spotted from a secret location in the city that moves mountains. Greetings. I have come here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. Oh, and man. You, gum. I've come here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. Yeah, let's see. I've come here to kick ass. No, man, you've messed that up. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. No, I didn't mess it up. Yes. I just prioritized it. I prioritized no, it. No, man, you have to say it the way that, that uh, Roddy Piper says it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And? And I'm all out of gum. Good, good. That That is better. How's your week been? About as good as yours, buddy. Yeah, mine has been busy. Hopefully, we'll get back to a little bit of normal next week. Um, understand yours has been busy, too, in the barbecue pit. Very, very, very. Episode 42 is here. You know what that means? We have a special treat. We actually have several special treats in this episode because this is the DJ Nikki interview uh part one i guess i accidentally spoiled it a little bit this is part one uh where he'll be talking about ingersoll lockwood the person and the website uh, part one of an undetermined amount of parts yes um that'll be coming up in segment two we also have a special guest very very special guest now who is that dirty dan it would be the much requested ear candy of rebecca short of short shit show what's up y'all Welcome, welcome back to Here to Chew Bubblegum. I hope your week has been good for you. Oh, you know, it's been a shit show, so, per uh, usual. Can you I'll, guys hear me okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're you're yeah. getting a really good level, really good level. Good good quality sound as well on that. So, How's your morning been? I understand that uh, some uh, potatoes got burnt. Burnt potatoes, huh? I didn't even know we were cooking potatoes. <laughs> he did. What he's saying is the chart spud. I'm just making shit up. I'm just making. Shit up. <laughs> it's just a real chart spud. So. The look on her face just then when I said that, she was like, "Huh? Like, what the hell are you talking about?" Oh shit! I forgot you guys can see me. So, yes, we can, and you can see us as well. Now you sent me a. Uh, Something you had wrote earlier in the week, and it was mind-blowing. And I have read it several times. Tell us what that is, and then please share it with our audience. Um, this is just something that happens to me. Um, I know that there's a couple other flockers, several other flockers, actually, that um, things like this happen to where you, you have these moments, you go through these experiences and you come to these epiphanies and realizations and moments of anagnorisis and peripatia. And it was just a string of synchronicities and <laughs> nothing short of basically divine intervention. I mean, it's not, the coincidences don't exist anyway, but, um, and then, uh, I was also simultaneously doing some more map research on torsion warp drives and temporal dementia and over unity device, which are all together right on the edge of um, 
the secret space program. So I was looking into that and I went down a couple rabbit holes and had a couple mental breakdowns and some epiphanies. So I, that's how this piece happened. (laughs) Good, good. Now, will you please read the piece and share this with our audience? And I want you guys to pay really close attention to this and to take notes. And again, you can go back and listen to this because I find this inspiring. So I read this and I did a video that's on my TikTok. Um, I've also posted it in my Telegram and it's on my Instagram page too if you're interested in it. And that's all short shit show. Where can we find that information? In my link tree. There you go. (laughs) Um, I titled it Perpetual Purpose. The last couple days, weeks, time doesn't exist, have been weird, right? All of the energies, the Schumann spikes, the synchronicities, the collective universal whispers coming to fruition. We have tuned into the divine frequencies. The messages are coming in clear, like scanning through static to find a radio station. The ether resides in varying forms, fulfilling particular services. Torsion light energy fields affect time. As Kazarev found in his studies, the density of time is changed by our thoughts. We are excelling our ascension. Over unity is free energy when output exceeds input through transmutation. Collective mass meditations and shifting of the focus energies creates reality. The universe always says yes. Perpetual energy is always potential. Routine and happenstance synchronicities are the yin and the yang. Coincidences are not by chance. Everything happens for a reason. With clear sight and 2020 vision, the lenses of indoctrination have been shattered. Seeing now the realms that have always existed. Understanding and remembering that we are here for a purpose. It's breaking through and far beyond anything that we have been taught to believe as absolute. Escaping that construct, separating from the programming, and abandoning selfish desires allows the freedom to tap into the sacredness of source, thus understanding and utilizing the missing links of it all and the theory to everything. Destruction is always loud, but needed for creation. Trees fall with the sounds of thunder, yet seeds sprout and grow in silence. Duality is needed. Balance is needed. Light can't exist without darkness. The happenstances of free will is the potential energy intricately weaving into the cosmic routines of perpetual purpose. Becoming the observer and being present of the happenings allows the communication from the cosmic messengers to be heard. Removing the blocks created by selfish desires and manipulated realities, thus releasing karma. Trusting fully in the nirvana, the supreme peace, the art of letting go and flowing with the current. As you breathe out, releasing the idea of control and finally finding the harayath. Embracing the awakened breath that naturally fills, placing consciousness in a state of sanity that only comes after complete breakdowns and surrender into madness. This is the return to source. Welcome home. Again, that's just, that's just, yes. Let's see. Let's, uh, well. And the crowd goes wild. Yes. <laughs> you guys can't hear it on your end, but there's actually applause. <laughs> that it's it's so deafening that's why we can't hear it. Uh, yes that that is that is mind-blowing i mean when you sent that to me i, I read it twice and you know I, I... now goose and and all the the fellow listeners out there this girl is a very talented writer and i think with a little encouragement from everybody she might be willing to start looking to publish some of those pieces she has because they only get better i think she definitely should so I actually have a bunch of my writing like already edited and compiled. Um, it's just a matter of finding the time and like like actually like sitting down and figuring out how to go about getting published. But um, it has crossed my mind before, and the it's been set in motion a couple times. So 
Well, uh, Justin Perkins, please reach out, and because uh, I know you've had some books published, and uh, he sure has. Give uh, uh, Rebecca some pointers on that, on either self-publishing or finding a publisher. Uh, and that's that's Justin Perkins of Talk Junkie. Yes, Justin, yes, right? it is. Okay. And Justin listens every show, and uh, hopefully, coming up in September, we'll have a roundtable with myself, Rebecca, and hopefully Justin Perkins, and. Uh, Maybe a second round table before the end of the year with us, do, Justin. Do I get to be in that one? Because you just said you and Rebecca, not me and you and Rebecca. Yeah, semantics. We'll work it out. Are, are you talking about the second one? I, I said us. No, the first one you did not. I think I actually said us. You want to bet a 20 on it? Okay. No. Don't do it. No. Don't do it. <laughs> but yes, yes. Don't do it. You're, you're, you're the co-host, man. You'll be in every one. But uh, it struck me this morning as I was putting some stuff together that, um, you know, we do one on September 5th, and we'll get that lined up with Justin. And then maybe we have a second one before the end of the year, and we try to get DJ Nikki involved in that one as well. I I think DJ would be enthralled to be a part of that. So um, I'm also, I'm also uh, potentially communicating with somebody else to maybe be involved with that as well. So well, I'll... You well, posted. Great, great, awesome, awesome. Would that would that by chance be? Maybe. She don't want to give it away Ooh. right now. So no, but I, I I know who she's referring to. Well, you're gonna to have to tell me about that one off the air. Maybe, maybe it'll just be me, Rebecca, and him. Oh, really? All right. As... <laughs> maybe we'll keep Goose in the dark. <laughs> Slip of the, the tongue, man. Longer. We gotta let you cook. <laughs> Slip of the tongue, man. Slip of the tongue. You, you, you are the co-host, Dirty Dan. You will be here for every roundtable. Damn right I am. Uh, since your feelings are hurt, do you want to start out with some listener email <laughs> and you go first? Why, well, I, I would love to, Goose. So we have Charlie from Tennessee writing in. Hey, guys. I hope that all is going good. Have you or any of my fellow listeners been watching the ISS feed? If not, I'd recommend checking it out. I'm assuming they're referring to the International Space Station. Yes, yes. And um, I have not watched the feed uh, because of everything going on in the barbecue pit, but I have seen some of the articles, captured some of the headlines, poked around in it, and uh, they definitely tried to uh, cover something up, is what it seems like. Yeah. Um, I've not watched it lately. How about you, Rebecca? Have you ever watched that? The, no, I okay. I barely have time to watch the inside of my eyelids. So uh, I, I can understand that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Riley from Kentucky says, Hey, Goose and Dirty Dan, you guys have been on a roll the last few weeks. The show is the best it's ever been. I still can't believe that you got an interview with someone from Ingersoll Lockwood. I can't wait to hear that episode. Any idea when the next roundtable will be Roswell? <laughs> uh, yes, actually, September 5th. So, With myself, Dirty Dan, Rebecca, and hopefully Justin Perkins from Talk Junkie. Thank you, Goose. You're welcome. We got Clint from Indiana. Hello, Dirty Dan. I just wanted to say that you're a great addition to the show. Your knowledge and input has really made the ear candy sweeter. Dirty Dan is the man, and I'm a Dirty Dan fan. We should make shirts that say that. What? I'm a Dirty Dan man? Or I'm a Dirty Dan fan. <laughs> I mean, I can, can add whatever to the merch store. So. You know, yes, we do. That is true. When when I, I was at Comic Con a few weeks ago, people I had a couple of people, maybe a handful, ask about shirts, and I have tried to design some, and I've I've just not liked what I come up with. Yes, ma'am, you have your hand raised. 
Um, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. Okay. Um, th- there was a guy that did tell me, and I can send you this. I'll text it to you after today's show. He said, you know, when I, I picture your show, I picture the old uh, the uh, Bazooka Joe single-pack chewing gum or the the gumball. And I said, hmm, maybe, maybe that's an idea. Um, but I do have a blank one of those, and I will send you that to see if you can use some way, Rebecca. And thank you very much. Uh, Jose. Hola, from Mexico. I hope that my English trans- translates well in written form. I have been to your country and have visited the Groom Lake area from afar. It was a fun trip, and I listened to the show while there. If you must go there, take a few amigos with you. Thank you very much, Jose. Jose, your English did come through fine. Our, uh, our goose just can't read it so well sometimes. <laughs> we have Tina from Georgia writing in. It says... I recently read an article on what we consider to be an ancient body snatchers. Think incubus, succubus, even jinns, to be alien abductions or encounters. It makes sense that the unknown, or whatever couldn't be explained at the time, though, science was passed off as religious or supernatural. What do you guys think? I will listen for your answer, and thank you for taking the time to read my email. Absolutely. If, Like I said previously, if, if you are willing to write in, of course we will read it and acknowledge it and try and answer it. Uh, call in as long as it's clean, put it on the radio or the podcast if it's not. Um, but as far as, as far as answering that for me, uh, I'm in a, I'm in total agreement with that. That makes a lot of sense. What do you think goose? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense to me. You know, I, I love that our listeners research stuff and then they, uh, email and ask our opinion on it. And, uh, that's, uh, something that I will do some more research on, but I totally agree with you. What do you think they're a queen researcher? <laughs> um, I totally agree. I think that gods and religious things were mistaken as aliens or aliens were mistaken as gods and angels and divine intervention, which they are. I mean, technically, if you want to look at the, the basis of things, the basics of it, I mean alien is anything that's non-human that's not of this world so technically technically gods angels things of that nature are aliens because they are not human of this world anymore or never were i mean ra is the bird that's why he's represented that way in egyptian culture and paintings so is that is that ra mm-hmm. oh. did you just uh did the light bulb just go on for you there dirty dan Light bulb. <laughs> that that heat from the grill is starting to affect your brain. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's probably it's probably more the fumes I smell all the time, not not so much the heat. I like her answer better than yours. You didn't. Well, care. that's. I said I agree, <laughs> and that's why I saved the best for last, Queen Researcher and Goose. If if I if I recall just from a few minutes ago, your answer was the same as mine. Um, I'm going to go on to the next email, and after I, after I read the next email, uh, Rebecca, uh, please give me your opinion first on it, followed by Dirty Dan. <laughs> Benjamin from Kentucky. Hey, Goose, it's been a while since I've written in. I hope that your summer has and is going good. When are you going to do another Get Real segment? Well, uh, yes, my summer is going good. I hope yours is too. Thank you very much, Benjamin. Um, the Get Real segment we will have another one in the future. I've had some people 
tried to get me to get a Patreon uh, account. Now, that is something I am thinking about. Um, and maybe uh, we'll do previews on the show of the Get Real segment and have them specifically on uh, Patreon. Maybe. Rebecca, what's your thoughts and how's your summer going? Um, I think that anything with the short shit show on is a get real segment. <laughs> I totally agree with you there. I mean, she's not, she's not wrong. <laughs> I might, I may not always be right, but I am never wrong. There you go. Well, I mean, but I, it's, it's a, it's a, this is my honest Rebecca thought or opinion. So feel free to scroll. Not actually titled get real. Well, ah. they, they were, they were. They were calling it that because of the one episode that we did where we, you know, got, oh, some, I know. got, got I, some hate mail and stuff. I'm I'm waiting for you to pick me. And uh, Dirty Dan, what's your thoughts on that? All right. Well, first off, I am a huge supporter of Justin Perkins uh, from Talk Junkie. Second, I love the Get Real segment because people, you got to get real. All right. Right now, the country is in, and probably the world for that matter, is in a shroud of bubble la la land. All right. Stop playing fantasy. Open your eyes, see everything that's going around you, hear everything that's going around you, get real, wake up, be the best you, live your life, and live it so that you don't have to be a follower. Oh, I I totally agree. And let me make a comment here before we go on with any more email. And uh, this is probably, uh, people probably won't like this comment, and that's fine. You know, they can not listen, they can turn the channel, you know, whatever they want to do. Something that pisses me off lately, okay? If I was Peter Griffin, this would grind my gears. Yes, okay. I was just going to say that. Um, I'm not pushing your clutch you know, that too. You had all these nurses last year and doctors and EMTs that were heroes, you know, in, in this pandemic that were working, you know, like a month at a time, not straight, but without a day off. And they were heroes, and hospitals all across the nation were saying how lucky they were to have these heroes helping out and this and that. And then now, a year later, you've got hospitals saying you must have this jab or find another place to work. That infuriates me. I don't care what your your stance is on the vaccine or the jab, but you cannot one year be thankful to have this person and call that person a hero. And then the next year, you know, tell them to go somewhere else and work if they don't get this. Rebecca. Um, I just want to tangent off of what you're saying real quick. Um, If you uh, are having any issues like that with employment or school or anything of that nature, um, I can only speak kind of for the U S because that's what I have the papers for. Um, but I have very helpful documents that I can send to you if you find me through um, Telegram or send me an email through Rebecca at Here to Chew Bubblegum. Um, but I am uh, dropping all that information that was just handed to me. But it is uh, very useful if you're struggling with that problem because legally they can't make you do shit. No, no. And, and, and these are legal documents she's talking about. And I've yeah. read them and... From a cookie pack, cookie factory point of view, they're very, very well written, and you know that just infuriates me. And I did not mean to go off on my soapbox. Are you saying? Are you saying that's the way the cookie crumbles? Yes. 
Dirty Dan, what's your thoughts on that before we move on with the next email from you? You can get fucked and stay fucked. Well, that's, uh, you know, I mean, but. <laughs> that is honest, Dirty Dan thoughts right well, there. <laughs> there you go. I mean, well, but does it not piss you off, though, that one year they're, they're calling these people heroes and the next year they're saying you must do this? Yeah, it does. Um, I have a very love-hate relationship with that word just based on previous um, work background stuff. And uh, it's it's always you are you are praised and then you are revolted against tenfold. Um, it is. It is the worst of best and the best of worst. It is incredibly ignorant and selfish trying to say that you have to do this. Um, and chances are the person that's ultimately saying that didn't even do it. Right. Right. Oh, yeah, yes. definitely. Definitely. Uh, you want to go ahead with your next email? Yeah. We have Reed writing in here. It says, hey, Goose and Dirty Dan. Last week's show was great. It was definitely worth the wait with the delayed time drop. I'm sorry. Keep the ear candy coming. Roswell, my friends. Well, thank you very much, Reed, for writing in. You don't have anything to apologize for, man. I do. Well, no, I don't. no, I no, it. you don't. I get it. I get it. Goose, uh, let's see. No, I read the wrong thing. Goose, that's my name. <laughs> Justin from West Virginia. Hello, Goose and Dirty Dan. First, let me say that I really enjoyed last week's show. Second, I think... This has been asked before, but do you guys have any plans on doing any traveling episodes outside of your area? If so, I think uh, you should do one at the Mammoth Cave. Uh, I think somebody, and I will get to you in just a second, Dirty Dan. Um, I think somebody has actually recommended that before. Both of you guys are jumping up and down on the screen. Um, well, she's she's excited because you said Mammoth Cave, yes. which you know is one of the entrances. Yes, yes. Um, we we do have plans to do traveling episodes. I, if we did one at Mammoth Cave, we might have to pirate do it. I don't think that they would let us out in the open do it. Uh, and I could be wrong, but that is a U.S. park, and I'm sure that we would have to sneak and do it. Um, Dirty Dan may have found us a place uh, earlier in the week, but Rebecca, yes. I want you to go first. Um, I'm pretty sure that you can record whatever the fuck you want. Well, but, you know, if we take all of our gear and we set up and, you know, so, I mean. Or we could just do a special one where we just do like a, like a video recording of it and then drop it on like YouTube or something. There you go. There you go. Now, well, so, we're actually so going to do that. that coming up this fall with, with some stuff. Um, I'm going. I'm going. Okay. So whatever it is, I'm going. Okay. Goose, what what you think I'm going to say and what I am going to say are two very different things. Okay. I did meet uh, a fellow uh, enthusiast of this uh, topic who was very eager to share here to chew bubblegum with the other 11 people with him. So we have at least 12 new subscribers. Um, but that, that got uh, a potential invitation to do a special store in the actual studio recording of an, of an episode. However, and any of you listeners out there that have any other connections, please send them in. We'd love to do it because that'll help us. I am holding a box in my hands here. I see that. And I would hope you're holding it with your hands. It is from Bespoke Post. Okay. I reached out to them and because I, I watch videos and, and YouTubers and follow people that are sponsored by them every now and then. Right. And I reached out uh, – which I would have loved to see their face when they got an email from Dirty Dan at Here's Your Bubble Cup. <laughs> um, 
and said a little bit about who we are, what we do, and if they are interested in anything like that. And I got a message back saying, you know, if I want to do a subscription, they'll knock 80% of it off for me just as a trial and they'll pass it around and then we'll reconvene and see what I think and see what they think. And that might be able to be kindled into a sponsorship, which could help us take a trip and do something. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so what's in the box? I don't know. I've been waiting to open it. Okay. So, so this place has a, like they, you take a couple surveys uh-huh. um, and it's like, you know, obviously are you a, a man or a woman? It's not a, the pronoun stuff. It's just okay. what's, what sex are you? Because the clothes we're going to send you, we want them to, you know, be right. Ready. Right. We want um, them to fit. Woo. So I was, I got the very outdoorsy kind of, kind of deal out of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks like what's, what's beyond bag number one here. Oh, it's in a bag. Dirty Dan is opening the bag. We are waiting with excitement. Oh, there's two things in there. And okay. All right. We have a, ooh, damn, that smells good. Whew. Uh, Base Light Grooming Detox Scrub Bar for Men, Gold Moss and Activated Charcoal. So these are beauty products? No, it's like like natural cleaning stuff. I don't oh, know what okay. that one is. Okay. So you- and and ooh. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. That is a big booty knife. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's that's very nice. That'd come in handy during the zombie apocalypse. What is that? It's a bowie knife. This this is a very very well built uh bowie knife. Um it's got a spoon-shaped back of the blade. It's got serrations on the bottom. It's got a gut and hook on the on the top. It's got a hell of a handle. Holy hell. Hmm. Yeah, I hope we get these guys to come on board. Man, you can you <laughs> what's can the na- what's the name of the what's the name of the boss? So it's like um you know like like bark box or um like the like the little like uh spiritual boxes that you can get. They I know they did one for when I was pregnant, they had one where you get like a whole it's just like a monthly subscription box where you get a whole bunch of different stuff. So what's it called? Correct. So this is bespoke post, um, and this is the Terra box. The the spoke post. Bespoke post. Okay. Uh, give their website out to the audience. Well, they don't have it advertised very well. <laughs> um, bespokepost.com. B-E-S-P-O-K-E-P-O-S-T.com. Yeah, we, we want to thank those guys for sending that to Dirty Dan. Uh, yeah, that is that is that is definitely pretty sweet. And it looks like it's all done out of Salt Lake City. So it's all American made. There you go. And and being near the Great Salt Lake um, and all that area, that is a very very hot site for UFO extraterrestrial. Yes, it is. So maybe this is uh, you know meant to be. Yes, it is. Um, you've got an email, correct? To read and I do. And we're also we're we're live on Rebecca's channel, correct, Rebecca? On TikTok, yeah, uh, we are live on um, on the TikTok right now. The Tiki Talks, the, the Tiki Talks. All right, getting back to our emails, we have Timothy from Ohio. Hey guys, keep the ear candy episodes coming. With that being said, 
What's your thought on the state of the world today? You can pick what to discuss. With everything in the news lately, I'm sure that picking a subject won't be hard. Keep safe and searching for the truth, Roswell. Rebecca, you want to answer that first? I want to go last. You want to go last? Dirty Dan, we'll let you go first. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, okay, time to possibly lose a sponsorship we haven't gotten yet. <laughs> uh, so, I want to disagree with the uh, the whole, because of everything going on, picking a subject won't be hard. Uh, it's extremely hard because of everything going on. Um, I think it's all related and not at the same time. I think that we all need to get our heads out of our asses and come together and love each other and help spread knowledge and get us the hell out of whatever we are stuck in right now. Get us out of all these fake pumpernickels as, as Rebecca calls them. Um, get us away from all this shit. They're trying to shove down our throats and, and inject us with just let it be nature and live our lives. Just, just, just go. That's, that's very well said. Uh, and I think uh, earlier in the uh, listener email segment, I kind of got to one that really ticks me off. Um, another one is, you know, people need to stand up for themselves, but they also need to stand up for people that can't stand up for themselves. And uh, we, we need to watch out for one another. One, uh, one another. And if you know somebody that cannot physically or, you know, uh, emotionally stand up for themselves, take up for that person. And Do it's the not right even thing. about being a, a proud American or a patriot. It's about being a good fucking neighbor. Very well said. Very well said. Uh, Rebecca? Well, grind your gears. I want to uh, kind of go off of what both of you said, <clears throat> which is why I wanted to go last. Um, and what I want to say on to that as far as my opinion on the state of the world, right? That was the original question. Yes. yes. Um, I feel that there needs to be duality. There has to be destruction in order for there to be creation. However, because the universe always says, yes, you have to start changing the way that you speak. You have to start changing the way that you interact with the world, with the universe, with nature. And you have to um, start giving your energy to proper things. Like, yes, I know that you guys are very pissed off about the whole COVID situation. There's a lot of flockers and people on, on live that are pissed off about this whole situation. But the fact that you're going around and saying that you're pissed off about it is you're still giving it energy, right? It doesn't exist in my reality. I don't even talk about it. It doesn't, it literally doesn't exist. I reject your reality and substitute it with my own, right? Dirty Dan. So close. Um, so the other thing that I want to say onto your point, Goose, as far as coming together and standing up for one another and building a community, um, I can honestly, proudly and confidently say that we have started just that with the flock, with Telegram, with the Zooms. It's a virtual commune. It is everybody helping out everybody else, filling in the gaps, understanding that we all come from different backgrounds and journeys and that our end goal is the same and that coming together is what's important. No matter, there's going to be things that we don't agree upon. There's going to be things that we have, you know, civil debates about and, and grow from. But at the end of the day, it's all about coming together. We have a plethora of topics that we discuss and there's 
experts in every arena giving advice and helping others and growing and learning and sharing. And that's what it's all about. And we're doing it. It's Again, I, I know there are very religious people against very spiritual people there. There are people who got the jab. There are people who like the jab. There are people who don't and didn't get it. And everybody comes together. And if they, if they don't want to talk about it, they just simply don't. No one's pressing on them. Like, well, well, why, 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 why shut up? No one's offended in the flock and a flock of flamingos is called a stand. And that's exactly what we're doing. Taking a stand. stand. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on a possible shutdown 2.0? Distraction. Bring, bring it the fuck on. I dare you. I, damn it, I dare you. Do you think it's going to happen? Nope. I don't care. You don't. It's a, it's, it's a money ploy because mm-hmm. they're going to say, oh my God, there's going to be this lockdown. Everything's going to shut down. You got to get your food, your water, your meat, your toilet paper, right? So, and then what's going to happen is everybody's going to go panic buy and then, oh, oh, nothing happens. But guess who made their money? It's I, a distraction. Don't give it energy. It doesn't exist. I think there there will be a shutdown uh, either towards the end of September or by the end of October. There'll be a second shutdown. Now, to go along with that, I don't think it's going to go like it did last time because you've got people that are pissed, and they're they're not going to stand for it. You know, you've and, got mom and pop stores, exactly. not necessarily stores, but you got, you got, you know, uh, mom and pop outfits. Yes, you know, clothing stores. They're not going to shut down a second time. And and, and if, in our great state, our great state, at least of Kentucky, mom and pop stores flourish so much more than than they were planning on or hoping to during this because they had enough. They took a stand, and a lot of people around here support local. Yes, yes, definitely. And it's uh, only going to get bigger. You know, there's been some people that I've talked to that say, you know, there there will be, I, I think there will be a second shutdown. It's heading that way. And then some other people say, no, it's not going to because the government knows they've pushed people as far as they can push them, and they're not going to do it. I think they will, but it's not going to be as smooth as it was last time. Um, I just want to say that because I'm on the the TikTok live right now, um, everybody's agreeing with uh, the distraction, oldest trick in the book, slip of the hand, trick of the eye or trick of the something. Um, And the other thing that I want to add on to that is everybody... And it's already starting. It's already starting. Everybody's starting to come together. And that's what they don't want. Because once they realize that once we're all together, we overpower them. We outnumber them. We're smarter than them. We see through their bullshit. You can't bullshit a bullshitter, right? Right. And the other thing that I want to say to that is um, as far as like what you said, like mom and pop a mandate is not a law. No. Right? No. Like a, a recommendation is not a law. Technically, the laws aren't even laws. And if you just ignore the mainstream media and the government and their bullshit like you did when you were a teenager ignoring your parents, everything would be fine. Turn your fucking TVs <laughs> off and go play outside. If you yeah, if you don't if you don't acknowledge their punishment, then their power goes to zero. Exactly. Exactly. And I think if there is, that they'll have a lot of people that, you know, well, it, it, it won't be as easy as last time. Let's just put it that way. And, I mean, I, I could talk about this probably f- for a couple hours, but I'm not going to. We, we'd have a three-day-long episode. Yeah. If you uh, our last email is from Lisa from Tennessee. 
Uh, I'm so excited for the Ingersoll Lockwood Show. Well, it is here. You are currently listening to it. We're making our way uh, to that segment coming up in segment two. Dirty Dan, um, before I send it over to you, I want to thank all of our listeners for writing in. Uh, Tell them how they can contact us, please. Well, Goose. And fellow listeners, if you want to get a hold of us at all, you can either call, text, or leave a voicemail at 606-373-3396. You can email goose at here to chew bubblegum.com, dirty dan at here to chew bubblegum.com, or Rebecca at here to chew bubblegum.com. You can also email Ned Popper Elliott at here to chew bubblegum at yahoo.com. And uh, we're going to take a short break and come back with segment one. And in segment one, Dirty Dan has a topic that he's been sitting on for a couple of weeks, and he is going to talk about this. And then... I've just been mother-goosing it. The mother-goosing it. (laughs) I like that. And then after he talks about that, we're going to start the interview with Mr. DJ Nikki. You're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. We'll be right back in just a moment. I turned away when you needed me, I thought the fire would burn. Take a lighter look into the darker side of the world. Join Elliot, Kerti, and Beagle as they jump into the dark abyss of hauntings, fables, UFOs, and beyond. The Spooky Family Podcast. You can find them where you listen to quality podcasts. When you want fresh, authentic Mexican food, you want El Picante and Cole Run. Dine on sizzling hot fajitas, the freshest pico de gallo, or if you're craving their secret ingredient jalapeno dip, the only place you'll find it is El Picante. Look, there are Mexican restaurants on every corner. The difference is in the mouth-watering food and the great service you'll get at El Picante and Cole Run. Visit El Picante for lunch today. Are you a horror movie fan? Yeah, I dig horror movies. Are you searching for a great internet horror talk radio show to listen to? Why, sure, that sounds quite spiffy. Then you need to tune in to DeadPit.com. It's the original horror talk radio show. DeadPit is a show by the fans and for the fans. Uncensored and unbiased opinions are the goal of the show, giving fans honest reviews on new films and vintage classics of the horror genre. Make DeadPit.com your number one horror station destination. <laughs> Goose, Dirty Dan, and Pop. Give the guys a break. They're uh, not that bright. Welcome back to Here to Shoot Bubblegum, everybody. With your favorite hosts, Goose and Dirty Dan. Hello. Hello, Dirty Dan. Dirty Dan. I just want everyone to know that Dirty Dan will be in every roundtable show that we do. You're still on it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, just, I just wanted to let everybody know that. It's like uh, a guilty conscience for getting called out or something. No, no, no. It, no, it, it's not guilty, man. I've told you a hundred times. When I get going talking, sometimes my mouth gets ahead of my brain. and Sometimes your beak flies faster than your wings. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes. So, segment one, episode 42, the big 
interview with DJ uh, Nikki, Nikki, representative from Ingersoll Lockwood, will be coming up in just a moment. But before we get to that, Dirty Dan has something that he wants to share. Nazi time capsule containing a picture of Adolf Hitler, amongst other things, found hidden in a wall in a decrepit German house. Brass knuckles with insignia, old letters, and portraits of Adolf Hitler are among the trove of WW2, World War II, Nazi artifacts found hiding behind the broken wall of a home in Hagen, Germany. The Nazi time capsule was discovered during renovations following the severe flooding that hit the region in July, which killed 190 and cost billions of dollars in damages. Sebastian Yurtsevin was conducting renovations at his aunt's home that suffered extreme damages when he pulled a rotted piece of the plasterboard away and came across a newspaper dated 1945. I got goosebumps, Sebastian told local media. I didn't think I would turn into such a huge discovery. One by one, piece by piece, Yurtsevin pulled out a revolver, gas masks, National Socialist German Workers' Party, eagles, and hundreds of letters and documents from the National Socialist Party Welfare, NSV, among other items. NSV, which was started in 1938, was structured on the Nazi Party model and provided childcare, healthcare, and medical services to those who followed Hitler's values and ideologies. The group has also operated its own kindergartens and several relief organizations and organized its Kinderland Dispatch in 1940, a camp for Nazi youth. Researchers have said that there's evidence of all these aspects in the Hagen Fund. NSV was funded through assets and money taken from Jews and researchers believe the home was once of its headquarters. The artifacts are said to have been quickly tossed inside the foot-wide wall cavity in 1945 when Nazi members heard American forces were marching in the Hagen. Archive manager Rolf Blank of the FAZ told the Frankfurter Allgemeine that must have happened very hectically. Such hasty disposal uh, operations are known from countless diary campaigns, but to actually be able to secure such a find, that alone is a very exciting thing. Um, they have a, a picture with the, uh, the article that is, it's a, a very old brick and mortar construction. Um, and you can see that it was hastily hand dug um, and everything was stuffed back in there. Um, and it, it, it definitely, definitely frozen in time. Uh, doesn't look damaged by the elements or anything. Um, and kind of, kind of a little scary that, that it's, it's basically confirming this house was a headquarters for them. Now, and, and uh, this was a recent article, correct? I mean, they yeah, just this was July 30th. Finished. This was July 30th. Wow. So, I mean, that's not even a month ago. They, they found no. that. Wow. Um, and along with the documents, they had a whole bunch of inner workings, um, of the NSV that they didn't think made it through because most of them were destroyed, um, or lost following the arrival of the allies. Um, there's dozens of World War II gas masks for men, women, and children. Um, there's air canisters, there's rations, there's, they have 12 crates of artifacts that they have found out. They've pulled out of there so far, and they've sent us for further examination. Um, some some of the things they've they've hinted at, where as they said, is that it was a headquarters, but not just that. But there was an extended period of time that Hitler himself may have stayed there or fled to there and then left. Um, 
And then uh, on the backside of that, in June, there was a huge uh, Nazi-built bunker discovered in Lublin, Poland, um, that has three underground corridors that are completely entombed by concrete um, walls and ceilings. Um, and they, they found proof that it was built in 1944, and it was on the German-Russian battlefield front, which, as we know, someone may or may not have gone into Russia then after to hit a U-boat to go down to Argentina. Yeah. You know, and I've, I've never looked this up. I'll have to do that. I'll have to make a note and do this. I, I wonder how many bunkers that the Nazis had in total. I mean, not that. And I even wonder if there's a record of that. I, I don't necessarily know that there's going to be an accurate number. Just, um, you know, being being born in Germany and seeing some of the history and culture right. firsthand, um, there's a lot of, they're, they're very proud of there. And they have a, a right to be because they've, they've really, I mean, it is a gorgeous country. It is absolutely gorgeous wherever you go, including the ruins that have been left. Right. Um, you know, they, they, they pay a very beautiful and respectful homage to it. And, and then you can still see little towns that were not touched or were not completely decimated that that's still like they're from the late 1800s that are just functioning every day. Um, that's awesome. So they might not want to publicly say, oh, hey, we have 17 bunkers under our town. Right. You know, so, yeah, yeah. Well, that definitely makes sense. Uh, you know, fascinated with, you know, just the Nazi technology from that time period. And we've talked about it a lot on the shows. Uh, that's just, to me, that's just mind-blowing. And that ties in very good with the interview that we're about to play here in just a moment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is, one might say, they were ahead of their time. They were a lot ahead of their time, just like Mr. Ingersoll Lockwood was ahead of his time. Um, again, <clears throat> we're getting ready to play part one um, of the DJ Nikki interview. Now, DJ Nikki is a representative um, from Ingersoll Lockwood. He runs Carbon Capture Shield. And um, uh, DJ wanted me to remind everyone that he does not have any inside access or information. This is his thoughts and uh, um, opinions and so forth. And uh, we start out the interview with him saying that. So now, without further ado, Dirty Dan, is there anything you want to say before we start the interview? I hope everybody is ready uh, because I'm still not. <laughs> and uh, here we go. We'll be back in just a moment. Um, like I said, I don't actually have insight, any inside information. Ladies and gentlemen of Here to Chew Bubblegum, myself and Dirty Dan want to send a very special welcome and thank you for our next guest, uh, Mr. DJ Nicky, who is a subcontractor with Carbon Capture Shields, which is one of the projects that Ingersoll uh, Lockwood uh, Company is uh, overseeing. DJ, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's awesome to be here from sunny Germany. Sunny Germany. Um, what time is it in Germany right now? Right here, it is uh, 3.35 p.m. Why can't we find much online about Ingersoll Lockwood, the person, other than the basic stuff? And there's not much of that there. 
No, there's not. But I, I mean, there's not probably much about your average person who was born in, you know, 1841 and died in 1918 on the internet. So, um, you know, he didn't have a Facebook account in that. So I understand that it's a bit limited, but that's a question that I also have. And, um, you, yeah, honestly, I don't know. I don't know why. I, I don't know if he was an actual historical person or if he was injected into the timeline or injected into our, our history books, you know, on a very thorough basis, because you can see he's listed, you know, on the books of Hanover, the kingdom of Hanover as, as an ambassador, uh, all kinds of stuff. So he definitely was a real person, but yeah, it's hard to find actual information about him apart from his own writings. Uh, I, I did locate his, um, in the New York times, it was his obituary. And I, I posted that on my telegram channel. Uh, just it mentioned that he was like a, a member of the Sons of the Revolution and, and a few other key points in his obituary. So, but overall, I'm not sure what, why there's so little about him because he seems like an important figure. And until really until Q, I'd never heard of the whole thing. I'd never heard of him. So, so you're on Telegram. I am. Yes. Yeah. I've been completely deleted and banned from Twitter and Facebook. So they uh, deleted my accounts. <laughs> Interesting. Well, uh, as I had mentioned earlier, we have a, another guest that everybody loves on the show, Rebecca Short of the Short Shit, Shit Show. Uh, she has a, a very large flock gathering on the telegram, as she calls it. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll have to come back to that later. But um, nice. Can you can you give us a little insight on who Ingersoll Lockwood was, other than him being a lecturer, a lawyer, an author in his family history? Well, he, he was clearly a, a patriot, you know, and concerned about, and when I say patriot, I don't mean it in the, the modern colloquial sense of someone who, you know, dresses in a flag and says, God bless the USA. I mean, that's the modern caricature of a patriot, but, but patriot comes from the root uh, Latin word pater, which is father. And it just meant someone who, who expresses sort of a father-like protective instinct for others, uh, especially their tribe or their nation. And so he was truly a patriot because he truly cared about humanity. Uh, you know, he was one of the youngest diplomats ever, uh, ever for the United States. He was appointed by Abraham Lincoln himself to the, as a diplomat to the kingdom of Hanover. Um, so he's had quite a distinguished career. And then, yeah, of course, he was a, he was the a lawyer and an author, uh, a poet, and uh, some say a time traveler. So who, who knows what the truth is? But it's definitely uh, curious. Um. Did, uh, in your uh, opinion, or if you do know, please please share if you can, did Ingersoll Lockwood ever meet Nikola Tesla? If so, when and where? That's a good question. I, I don't know if he did. Um, if he did, I would imagine it would have been at the, uh, was it the 1890 World's Fair in Chicago, you know, because that's where it was Tesla and Henry Ford and even George Washington Carver. You know, that's where the inspiration for Henry Ford's Model T, that's where the inspiration for uh, Henry T. Booker, uh, you know, his uh, Tuskegee University, you know, the, those, those World's Fairs used to be amazing beacons of hope for humanity. Uh, whereas now the fairs are, are basically just commercial. But um, I, I don't have any direct evidence of the meeting, but if they did, I imagine it would have been at the Chicago's World's Fair. Right. And uh, 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 this question wasn't on the list, but, you know, when you answered a previous question, this popped up and I jotted it down. Um, on the Ingersoll Lockwood website, they mentioned new manuscripts of Ingersoll Lockwood 
coming out. Uh, can yes. you can you explain a little bit of that? I mean, have these been hid away and secretly uncovered, or did he leave these with instructions to be released at a specific time? So that I don't know. Um, like I said, I don't actually have insight any inside information. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sort of I, I'm in the same boat as most m- most everyone else. Um, it's sort of like a need to know basis, and and I don't ask questions uh, that I don't that I know that they won't be able to answer. So I'm not sure where those are coming from. And, and I'm looking forward to reading them along with everyone else when they do come out. We are too. We are too. Uh, Dirty Dan, I think yeah, you had sure. the next one there. So um, did, do you think you ever met John G. Trump? Uh, if so, when and where again, but you know, the, the tie with Tesla there, do you, do you think that was a possibility? Yeah, it might be a possibility. I'm not sure if John Trump was uh, later, you know, in in years, because um, he might have been born around the time that uh, Ingersoll Lockwood would have passed away in 1918. So I'm not sure, but it's definitely a possibility. Hey, you're aware of the whole John G. Trump and Tesla connection, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, yeah, Trump's uncle got uh, was the the scientist that was asked to come in and, and examine all of Tesla's papers once they were uh, seized by the uh, Department of Aliens or wh- whatever it was. Um, yes. Uh, alien is in foreign foreign national, yeah. but uh, yeah. yeah, the uh, Department of Alien Property, I think, is what it was called. And yes, uh, you know, uh, Dirty Dan and myself has always found it funny that when John G. Trump comes in, he spends like. Uh, a day there, uh, I think, and he says there's nothing of importance, and then you've got like 20 trunks missing. That was never turned over. Right. Yeah, that is very interesting. <laughs> so who knows what, what they had before his passing, and who knows what was prepared, you know? Um, in um, Ingersoll Lockwood's uh, retirement years, did he spend that alone, and if so, why? Well, he claims he was a recluse. Uh, you know, he and his wife divorced, and then he he spent his days um, where was it in in New York, um, in seclusion. Uh, you know, if if he was a time traveler, then that's the perfect cover for making those journeys. So, um, in, in my mind, you know, great work. I, I'm a married man, and and true great work and focus comes from solitude and isolation. And so um, isolating himself would have been to focus purely on some great work that he felt he was called to do. So that's why I imagine that he spent his retirement years completely alone. That's an excellent point. I don't think about that. Uh, Dirty Dan's not uh, got the next question. And after he asks it, uh, I will tell you, uh, or I, 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 will, I will tell you what I've always thought about this. All right. So what did he mean when he wrote, the end has almost come? I'm only waiting for the signal to push off and begin my voyage to the Isles of the Blessed in the far western seas. I was troubled in my mind at first for my little bark. Staunch thought it may be, sat too deep in the water. It was overladen with conceits that wouldn't be current and merchandise that wouldn't be saleable in the Isles of the Blessed. Overboard with it. Now that I have lightened the ship, I feel better. To me, uh, and, and this is my own personal opinion, that sounds something like a time traveler would write, you know, not, I mean, you know, that's just what I think. What's your thoughts on that? To me with, with what DJ just said about, about him being, uh, you know, secluding himself and, and getting ready for a journey or the great work is, is that, is that kind of what you think DJ? 
Yeah, well, de- definitely. So um, he was saying I was troubled in my mind at first for my little bark, staunch though it may be, sat too deep in the water. So little bark, um, that refers to back in those days, uh, the Native Americans used to make canoes out of tree bark, out of birch bark. And they were called little barks uh, colloquially. So that that's a reference to getting in a, a solo uh, vessel, you know, a, a canoe is for one person, but it was sitting too deep in the water. It was overladen with conceits that wouldn't be current and, and merchandise that wouldn't be saleable in the Isles of the Blessed. So he's uh, implying, you know, going to the afterlife perhaps. Uh, but then when you read the, and by the way, that's that's page 17. If you look the book up on, on Google Books, uh, that exact quote, which uh, is no coincidence either. But I believe, yeah, it could be an allusion to either time travel or just saying, you know, my time on this uh, physical realm is coming to a close and I'm lightening the load so that way it'll be smooth sailing into into the uh, the great beyond. Um, and you 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 have touched on this and I, I'm just going to ask you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to word it a little bit differently. Do you think that Ingersoll Lockwood was in fact a time traveler? That's something that I wrestle with because personally, um, you know, my, my father uh, was very scientific and he uh, taught me that time was immutable and, and only ran in one direction. The arrow of time flies in one direction. So I have a hard time accepting the concept of time travel. However, I, I recognize that my knowledge is based on limited uh, knowledge. And so there, there could be things that I'm not aware of. So I personally don't believe in time travel, but I'm open to the possibility. And the story of Ingersoll Lockwood is perhaps, and especially what's going on on the website, um, the IngersollLockwood.com website, yes. is the strongest evidence I've seen to date uh, for the existence of time travel. So I don't, I don't say I would believe it, but then again, I try not to hold on to beliefs because I think beliefs can can hold you back if you cling to them too much. So my my I tend to disbelieve in time travel in general. However, um, things seem to add up to that as the conclusion. So I, I'm definitely open to it. Um, Dirty Dan, do you want to ask the next two questions or just skip those where he kind of answered those already? Uh, I think we can. I think we can uh, skip those and okay. go to my next one that he's got or that we have. Okay, go ahead. Um, why does he look like John McAfee? <laughs> That's a very good question. And then uh, I don't know if you saw the the Telegram channel, which I've been told is not in any way associated with John McAfee, but posted some uh, fairly candid images of um, Ingersoll Lockwood that do bear a striking resemblance to John McAfee. So I, I'm not sure. I really don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if he's alive. People that I know who were friends with him said they believe he's dead. Um, but, you know, a, a time traveler would definitely have a way of getting out of prison. So, I mean, who, who knows? Um, where do you think that Ingersoll Lockwood got his knowledge in regards to the Baron Trump novels? Yeah, that's. That's another good question, you know, especially like the, the last president. It just seems too prescient, you know, it seems too coincidental um, the way that it describes a lot of what's going on. And also in the Baron, you know, Baron Trump's underground adventures as well, talking about the civilizations under the ground. And now, you know, we're learning about all these deep underground military bases and there's talks of entire civilizations that live beneath the surface. Um, yeah, I'm not sure where he, where he got his knowledge from, but it's it's fascinating 
Dirty Dan has the last question in reference uh, in the uh, Ingersoll Lockwood, the person uh, section. Dirty Dan. Do you agree with a former high-ranking military officer when he said, anything you can imagine or dream of, our military already has and is 300 years ahead of the public and technology that they use? Why or why not? Do you, why, why or why not do you agree with that? I would definitely say that I, I believe that. Um, just the, the circles that I've uh, been in throughout my life, I've met people who invented all kinds of things but then had, had that seized by the military um, when you learn about organizations like the Majestic 12, uh, who, who came together to cover up the Roswell, uh, incident and totally mislead humanity. And, and when you look at the way human society is being run at the moment, it's people no longer research. They, they just obey what, like whatever the school teacher says is the correct answer is the correct answer. And you're not allowed to ask questions. And that carries on into the work life, into religion, into government. It's what we're seeing in the world today. Uh, when the authorities say you must wear a mask, you're not allowed to question it. If they say get this get this injection because it's going to be good for you, you're not allowed to ask questions. And so I definitely believe that there there is technology and inventions that are beyond what we can imagine. And who would have access to that but our military? Because um, it takes weapons to defend uh, things that people want. So uh, the U.S. military has those weapons. So if anyone has it, I would say the military definitely has it. And I want you to thank Paul and uh, the other people at Ingersoll Lockwood for having you reach out to us and giving us this interview. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, Dirty Dan? Yeah, um, along with, with what you said, um, having that talk, and then again, having another uh, somewhat regular guest on the podcast now, Rebecca Short, the Short Shit Show. Um, and DJ, I'll, I'll invite you to uh, look up her telegram. Um, I know the link is uh, the t.me slash short chats. Um, it's, it's all about <clears throat> giving the people uh, who, who are lost or feel alone a platform to share their awakening experience and, and to help research and, and, and just talk with one another on a multitude of different things. Um, she's got it very, very well organized. Um, I, I struggle to, to use really any social media platform so i'm not the best one to, to try and navigate through there um but uh it's just and is that short chats yes okay short, short chats. chats okay thank you sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no no absolutely um and you know she she's actually my wife as well um so nice. it's uh it's it's just really refreshing again and like i said earlier to to to, to have a corporation or corporations businesses want want to do this change and and the fact that it's being run and, and brought together by people who are just like the rest of us who are awake or awakening and going through that journey yeah it's, it's a great time to be alive and i take my hat off to you guys as well you know because it's people like you who are taking responsibility for putting out accurate information so thank you guys very much for everything you're doing too well uh thank you very much dj um and welcome back to Here to Chew Bubblegum again. That was Mr. DJ Nicky, a representative from Ingersoll Lockwood. Uh, if you want to check out DJ's Telegram page, uh, be sure to just go to the, If you have the Telegram app, search uh, Shakur comms c-o-m-m-s secure comms. Um, if not, download the Telegram page and be sure to check out secure 
comms, C-O-M-M-S. DJ also uh, runs the Carbon Capture Shield project, which I recommend uh, you doing some research on that and uh, contributing to that uh, and, and in to, any to, way uh, that you can, either sharing the information or financially, whatever you can do. Well, with that, Goose, I don't know if you saw, uh, he did personally thank you and I. Um, for helping them to reach their goal of $20,000 for their initial yes. Yes. kick out. Um, but he is the CEO of, of CCS, or the Carbon Capture Shield. Um, and he his relationship to Ingersoll Lockwood is that he reached out to them and not only did, the, did some of the board members privately become investors for him, but are also sitting with him now. Um, so not that he is is with them per se actually but he is of them or or with company of um, right right very closely yeah so i i don't want people to think that you know yeah. oh my god this guy's talking out it's uh you know he is a very well respected very smart man he has he's a hell of a, a guy of, he hell is of a he's guy. done a lot of incredible things starting in kentucky yes back in 2017 um and he has very strong ties and associations with and guidances to or from uh, with direct members of Ingersoll Lockwood, the company, um, which hopefully will lead to a relationship with them being established. Um, yes, yes. And coming up next week on the show, we'll have a part two. Now, Dirty Dan, tell us what part two will be about, because DJ himself is a very interesting guy. Fascinating guy. Um, so like I said, it touched base on the, the carbon capture shield that he runs. Um, it is about regenerative farming and growing up working on a dairy farm. I didn't really understand that what, what he meant by that, because, you know, when, when you grow any of your, your crops and whatnot, you, you rotate fields because of nutrients and soils, everything takes something different. So you have to kind of rotate to allow that stuff to build back up and let something else come. And with regenerative farming, they've gotten it broken down so much to the science that anyone with any amount of grass can be a backyard activist, as he calls them. Um, and and you all will be able to hear more about that. Um, I've reached out and and we're we're talking to getting that kind of more of a an easily accessible thing. Um, so I think that would honestly take off a lot easier than the whole regenerative farming because as as he as you'll hear, um, you know, you have to start with the one and then the neighbors will be like, Oh, what's, what's that? And then the neighboring farms do it and then so on and so forth. So they have a very, um, aggressive, possibly attainable goal in my mind of, of, of their time frame for that. But, um, the backyard activist is something that anyone can pretty much do for next to nothing. And it will only benefit them and anyone around them. And I, and I totally agree. And, yeah, you know, I hope to have after next week, after part two, uh, I hope to have DJ back on where we talk to him about First, some of his personal. experiences, some of his dad stuff, and he's just fascinating. Is there any question that you wish we had asked about Ingersoll Lockwood or Ingersoll Lockwood website that we didn't? Because I have one that comes to mind that I wish I'd ask, and I, I mean, and I totally I, I, forgot it because I was just. So excited that somebody had contacted us back. I can think of a couple that, you know, I might have, would have, I would have liked to ask. I can't say wanted to ask. I think that I, I was really happy with that interview. Um, I oh, think I'm, that everything, I'm very happy with that interview. 
I think that everything that needed to be asked was asked. And I think the ones that I, I, I would have liked to have, that's, that's in my, that my gut's telling me that there will be another time when, when it will present itself. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. The only thing that I wish I would have asked that comes to mind right now is about the countdown clock. Um, you know, I I don't know if 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 he could have told us anything. I don't think he could have because, you know, again, you know, he does not have any inside information, but he is a representative from Ingersoll Lockwood. And, and he's as fascinated with the website as, as oh, we yeah. are. You know, um, and that that's that's one of the ones that I was singing. But you know, and uh, again, along the lines of from from his initial voicemail of of why he was asked to reach out to us and and whatnot. Like, I think that's a question that's you know very predominant, but better suited for another time. Yes, yes, definitely. Now, uh, I want to share something with you, and Rebecca. And uh, this morning when I came in, uh, we're still at the bunker temporarily. Um, and I was getting stuff ready for the show. Um, I checked my email, and at 5.30 this morning, uh, someone, a female, had sent me an email to gooseadheretochewbubblegum.com. Now, this is about six or seven paragraphs. It's two pages. So um, I want to share this with you, and the female does not give her name. <clears throat> it starts out, it says, Goose, I'm not going to give you my name. I discovered you and here to chew bubblegum on TikTok. First, let me say that you and Dirty Dan have a great show with great content. Second, I'm not the type of person that gets stuck in a rabbit hole, or at least I wasn't until I saw your TikTok videos about Ingersoll Lockwood. <laughs> You're right, there isn't a lot about him on the internet, but I've done some research and found what I believe is his family tree. I won't go into much details, but will mention some things that I have found fascinating. Lieutenant James Booth Lockwood discovered Lockwood Island on the Arctic expedition to Greenland. There is some controversy about this with 20 men in the expedition and only six coming back. I'm not going to tell you what the controversy is. You'll have to research that for yourself. Also, I found the majority found that the majority of the Lockwood family attended and graduated from Yale. It's possible that the Lockwoods could be related to the Vanderbilts. The Vanderbilt family tree is another big rabbit hole. Pirates, slavery, Iceland, kidnapping, and etc. I also believe and think that it's possible the first well-known Lockwood was Baron Rogers de Lockwood who lived in 1390. Do some research for yourself, and I will write back in the future. The Lockwood family is fascinating. Signed, Unknown Female. You're going to send me a copy of that, right? Yes, yes, oh, definitely. Definitely. I will send you both a copy of that. Uh, there, There is a, uh, you know, I've not had any time to research that. But when I was reading that this this morning, and I got it maybe around nine nine thirty is when I opened my email up and saw it. There was goosebumps on the back of my neck as I was reading some of that. Um, but just, I have heard of that that expedition. Ha, see, I have not heard of that. Um, I mean, what was the expedition called again? Uh, let's see. It was the uh, it was an expedition. 
that Lieutenant James Booth Lockwood discovered Lockwood Island, uh, an Arctic expedition to Greenland. So it doesn't say what year, but it says that there's controversy uh, with around 20 men going. Uh, going in the, yeah, and only six came back. And uh, possible ties to the Vanderbilts and uh, the 1390 guy, Baron, Baron Rogers D.E. Lockwood, Baron Rogers de Lockwood, who lived in 1390. But, yeah, I will, I will screenshot this and uh, text it to you guys here in just a few. But I'm definitely going to um, do some research on that. And uh, so that expedition was when we found out that Greenland is full of ice and Iceland is full of green. Yeah, but the uh, I guess where James Booth Lockwood discovered it, they named it Lockwood Island. Yeah, and uh, it was a cannibal ring. Oh, okay. So is that why the the controversy with the twenty men going and only six coming back? Well, there's there's a little bit of um, gray area or missing information of what exactly sparked the initial part of, I believe it was went from 20 to 17 or 20 to 16 men. And then suddenly it was six. It makes you wonder what happened to everybody else. You, what, yeah, there, there was, there's a, I'll, I will find it and I'll get it to you again. There's a published journal entry saying, oh, it might've been 18 to 17. Because two men fell sick overnight, and one of them didn't make it, and the other one didn't have high hopes for the morning. Um, and then it's one or two more total, and then next thing you know, it's six. Um, what's your thoughts on that, Rebecca, that I, that email I just read? I think your face does it all. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, just looking on the map for oh, something. Okay. Uh, <coughs> because that sparks something but um i don't have just i'm uh she's in the middle of a download i don't have words i just want a copy of that i need to do research i can't speak out yet i don't know okay i will definitely give you a copy of it i will definitely give you a copy of it um so don't forget next week we have a second part of the interview where dj talks a little bit about himself and the carbon capture shield project but we definitely want to have him back on and i want to thank you again dj for uh giving us the time and uh you know out of his busy and, busy 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 schedule yes and probably you know later on a couple months we'll have we'll, we'll just put the whole video up in one episode totally yeah. totally unedited um we i mean the interview itself ran close to an hour and we talked to him what for an hour and 20 minutes maybe 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 more than that so but we definitely appreciate that and uh i want to thank you again dj uh do you guys have anything to say before we close it out on this episode or oh we're done already oh yeah yeah see i uh, told you it wouldn't take that long today Time flies when you're having fun. Yes, it does. I think she's still suck, sucked into the research right now. I'm still looking at the map. <laughs> now, if you find something on the map that connects to that email, please. Isn't isn't text there me a cannibalism ring? No, but um, there might be something. You're just shush. Yeah, yeah, dirty Dan, shush. All right, Goose, shut up before I'll cook you. <laughs> you know, you know, waterfowl season's right around the corner, buddy. 
Yes. Be careful. Yes. I wouldn't stick your neck out too far there. Listen, just turn it on simmer for a second. All there right. You go. Simmer down now. Simmer hmm. down now. I can't believe I like you. <laughs> you love me, man. You love me. I do love you. But so let me let me ask you something here, because you know, uh my beloved betrayal of an intimate writer in Dixon 09 didn't didn't write in this week. Um what uh? What are what are we still thinking about the uh, anniversary idea? I've not, I've not, I've not had any thoughts right now. Um, what about you? I mean, I'm I'm still all for it. I I, I kind of would like to to have the listeners kind of email in the suggestions like we had gone over um, about yeah. you know possible things that they they might want to have and come because it's about them. It's not about us. It's yeah, about yeah, definitely, definitely. So, I'm all for that now. Uh, in the month of October, you know, that will be our anniversary. And we'll also probably have at least uh, two, maybe four guests talking about, you know, uh, paranormal stuff. Just because right. it's the month of October, it's Halloween, right. ghosts, goblins, all that stuff. And uh, I've been in contact with one already. And uh, he's a friend of mine. His name's Brando. And he's already agreed to come on and tell us about some of his ghost hunting and uh, ghost experiences and stuff. So, you know, looking forward to having him on. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yes, Rebecca. Um, can uh, well, I can just I, I can just talk to you email. I'll I'll email you. Okay. I'll have my people get a hold of your people. Okay, and we'll do lunch. <laughs> you raise your hand just for that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I want to thank everyone. Well, I was gonna say I was gonna say something, but it doesn't. Um, it's not. It doesn't. It's never mind. Okay. I wanted to thank everyone for listening and for writing in. You can always call, text, or leave a voicemail by calling 606-373-3396, or they can email. How can they email Dirty Dan? They can email goose at heretochewbubblegum.com. They can email Dirty Dan at heretochewbubblegum.com, or they can email Rebecca at heretochewbubblegum.com. You can also email Pupnetter Elliot at heretochewbubblegum at yahoo.com. And uh, tell us about uh, Adventures with Purpose. Yes, so uh, this is one of our newer parts. And, and this month, um, we are starting this by talking about a group a little bit called Adventures with Purpose. Um, you can look them up on YouTube, the website, or the app. Uh, just type in AWP, Adventures with Purpose. Um, they are a very, very amazing group of people who have taken their talents and connections to the highest degree of self-service um, to, to give back to the people who really need it the most um, and, and get, and, and get left in the dark the most. Um, they, uh, they're, they're a team of divers and they go around and they take time off of work. Uh, Sam had previously quit his job um, to go out on a, on a seventh month long tour across the country trying to solve every missing person's case related to possible water entry that they could, because a lot of local, even state powers don't have specialized divers for search and rescue. They have you know, fire departments will have the recovery teams, but it's not a whole scoop outfit. And these guys have bought everything themselves. They pay for the gas every, and, and the air and all the insurances and all the equipment is all, out-of-pocket expense, so they can always use help. Um, and you can check them out, like I said, on YouTube or 
go over and check out Sam and Jared and the gang's website at adventureswithpurpose.com. Um, even just give them a like or a thumbs up on YouTube helps them out. Um, and if you want to absolutely donate more, you know, write them an email, let them know where you're at, how you think you can help if you can just give them a shout. It'll take five minutes. And I want to thank Carlin for all the voiceover work. CK Young will be on the rest of the gang over at deadpit.com. Be sure to check out Justin Perkins with Talk Junkie. And don't forget about Down on the Holler with Jordan and Brad, uh, Sass Daily Podcast. And for Spooky Podcast, be sure to check out spookyfamilypodcast.com. And if you want to awaken more, please check out Rebecca Short on TikTok and uh, the Short Shit Show on TikTok. Rebecca, thank you very much for being yes, here with you. us this week. Um, you need to do this more. We love having you on. Well, I think she'll be back next week with some research, right? Good. Um, Hopefully, it will be yeah. concerning the last email that I just read there. I'm so, Listen, I already got notes. <laughs> oh, well, thank you guys very much. That'll do it for this week. We'll see you next week. And until then, so long for now. Maybe I'm not leaving. Maybe I'm just going home. Thanks for listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. Tune in next time as we dive deeper into things the government doesn't want us to know.